Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Modern Aged Middle Life, a podcast brought to you by Emily Baum and Graham Jarvis, comedy writers addressing modern day confusions for the middle aged. So, this week, Graham wanted to talk about cleanliness. I don't know if you wanted to talk about it because you wanted to highlight something for me specifically, <laughs> or um, you had another motive. Have I got time to go and wash my hands? And <laughs> you can call me Howard, as in the Hughes. Whenever people say cleanliness, it always reminds me of that phrase, cleanliness is next to godliness, oh. which I always found very confusing because yeah. it would make me think about Jesus and it would make me think about the fact that Jesus lived in Israel, which is really, really hot, yeah. and a time when they didn't have deodorant. And it mm-hmm. made me think, where did that phrase come from? Because <laughs> if he's the son of God and, you know downwind, he was probably a bit ripe. Uh How does cleanliness make you next to godliness? Perhaps we've evolved to interpret smells in a different way. Hmm. So that if you lived in a farm where there were animals around, you'd love that smell. Absolutely love it. No. But if you were nobody loves if that you, smell. <laughs> if you were brought up in it. doesn't you know <laughs> Chanel are not launching that I'm this sure. Christmas as I a used scent. to love the smell of tar. When mm. you went past roadworks, I would love that smell. But somebody one day I said, Oh that smell I went, Oh it's disgusting, close the window, you come in. Mm. I said, Don't you like that? And they said, I hate that smell. How can you like and you're like, oh, OK. But surely nobody goes, I love the smell of body odour. Well, I don't know. Because a whiffy armpit Dif- different is people, pretty... Well, different people, presumably, smell differently. There's not one yeah, smell. we all have different pheromones. We all mm. have different smells. But that BO smell, you know what I mean? That ripe, I've not touched my armpits with well, any it... deodorant and I've been not washing for, like, days. Perhaps we're all with the wrong people. Perhaps if somebody could organise us like one of those little puzzles mm. so that you think, this person smells great to me. And they say, but he's mm. ripe. And you think, no, he smells great. I, I actually have a bit of a delicate gag reflex Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to... This isn't your stand-up. <laughs> no. <laughs> when it comes to BO, uh, I can't help it. Yeah. If someone really stinks, it makes me heave. When I lived in a shared house, one of my best friends had incredibly bad, smelly, I assumed it was socks, but it might have just been overall. Oh, that foot overall. smell, yeah. And occasionally, if we were going out somewhere and he was running late, perhaps still in bed, I'd dash into his room and say, come on, and... <gasps> It's like, oh, uh, no, he can breathe. And uh, some of the others in the house, whoa, that room, it's like, whoa, you know, you can barely open the door against the weight of the odor, <laughs> the density of the air. They'd say, but his girlfriend, how does his, but his girlfriend loved it and she'd go in there. And it's like, obviously, they're, oh. they're boom, there you go. Oh. So I think smell is subjective. I do think you've hit the nail on the head. Smell is probably objective, but. In that sort of situation, if the majority are saying that his bedroom is ripe and his feet are pungent... Well, it just means I didn't want to form a relationship much further than friendship. <laughs> From yeah. a distance, with yeah. a window open. Yeah, I didn't want to be in that room overnight. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we know. So our pheromones presumably weren't compatible. When you were younger, in your 20s, mm-hmm. you're still a bit pongy. You're a bit that teenage bit. So you've got I almost wasn't. teenager. I've I got was... a ripe teenager at the moment. The smells that come from a teenage body, doesn't matter how much you wash it, Mm. is pretty foul. Yeah, we're going back towards cleanliness. Well, Um, you haven't told me why you wanted to talk about cleanliness yet. Well, it's because there were two reports I read, one after the other, and I thought, oh my goodness, mankind, womankind, uskind, going down a weird route. 
right. One was a little... Um, this is going to make me gag. One was a little semi-spherical, so like half a football type thing. It was about the size of a saucer yeah. in diameter, and you put it on your bed, and it shines an ultraviolet light underneath it, and it emits some high frequency that kills... Bacteria. ...almost everything living on your bed that's tiny. But um, I've seen that they've been around for ages. Well, this thing, this little robot goes around, it's got an anti anti cliff edge sensor so it won't fall off the bed because lots of people sleep on a cliff edge yeah and it goes round and a knife point and generally just kill every little bug they were advertised uh, quite a while ago like a handheld version mm -hmm. for people who traveled regularly mm -hmm. obviously for very cheap companies that sent them to dubious backpacking hotels <laughs> where they required the need to be able to antibacterialise their bed sheets yeah. and the areas around them. But also with the ultraviolet light, have you ever put ultraviolet light in a hotel room? No. If you ever do it, you never want to stay in a hotel room ever again. So if you get an ultraviolet light, shine the torch around the room because, of course, it picks up bodily fluids. Okay. I think it made Graham gag. It's up the walls. It's on the ceiling. Yeah. It's over the carpet. Your bed's covered in it. It looks like crime scene investigates by the time you've highlighted it all. You'd never want to stay in a hotel ever again. I've got to ask this, yes. obviously, because... Why am I going to hotels with a Why have you been light? doing this? Yeah. <laughs> because you can't get rid of, unless you use a bleach or a heavier substance than that to get rid of it, the, the bacteria and stuff in bodily fluids remain. The other thing I'd read about yeah. was the review on airlines, which the consumer report company they've oh. done a review on <laughs> I thought airlines. that was a dramatic witch. I thought you were <laughs> no, going with not... with building the story up, hyping it so not people are literally <laughs> holding on the edge of their seats, but you were referencing a very dull magazine, which a dull magazine. dishwashers. In this case, cleanliness of yeah. airlines. Oh, can you found... imagine who got that job as a journalist? Oh, well. Brian, we need you to take your swabbing kit and get, get on EasyJet. <laughs> oh, my God, can you imagine what you find? <laughs> Aha, <you> swabs. <laughs> and he found that the worst place on the aeroplane is It's not the, the toilet, sometimes. No, it's the headrests. The advice given was take some wet wipes. Well, take... the worst ones, but which ones were the worst well, ones? Because you've said them. that now wanna... and now I need to know. Well, you're left and the listeners subs... need to know. You'll because... subscribe to which? I bet it's Ryanair. Yeah, I think uh, they, they were mentioned. I can sense um... it was Ryanair. <laughs> it looks like a dirty airline. <laughs> if they can't them. afford proper insulation in the seats because they're trying to keep the weight of the airline down, yeah. you're pretty sure that the people that have got their heads on the headrest well, I don't go on uh, airlines. Jill's given me a pair of binoculars and I just run after the plane <laughs> to avoid all of these problems. I got they... fleas once for an aeroplane. Really? I got covered in bites all the way up my upper body. Someone once say. told me they were fleeced when they booked with an airline. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's not yeah. quite the same, is it? My dad, when he visited Jill and I once, he bought us a rug from the local hardware store in Shepparton. Yeah. And he'd bought this rug, lovely little rug, next day, house full of fleas. Clearly, they'd left the rugs you know, on display outside and some flea-ridden dog had rubbed itself against them. Oh, that feels good. <laughs> and it was a talking dog. <laughs> the fleas came into our house. I'd never seen a flea before. Well, and, you can't. Uh, they're so small, quite hard to see them. You've forgotten about the binoculars. Oh, yeah, you've got binoculars, <laughs> yes. you're fine. So I was looking for an airline, you know, house <laughs> like you do, and I said to Joel, what's this? She said, oh, my gosh, it's a flea. We've got fleas. <gasps> and so we then bought...
bought cans and cans of stuff around. And how did that make you feel? Because when you get fleas, because I've had them and you've had them, and I'm sure lots of other people have had them, when you say that, the first thing another person thinks when you say you've got fleas is, oh my God, you must be so dirty. Mm. But fleas go for clean people. They don't go for the dirty people. Mm. They're running away from the dirty people to find a new clean place to live. Well, they found it in our house, <laughs> sadly. Yeah. I was intrigued. So you do want to say, have you got any flea treatment? Flea treatment. <laughs> It this. is. It's something you mouth yeah, in, a, yeah. in a shop, isn't yeah. it? Or you buy online. Yeah. The thing about all of this cleanliness is none of us really know what the hell we're doing. You read reports of sponges holding a bacteria in your kitchen. You're in a restaurant and you see the girl idly wandering around with one rag, which looks like it's been out for several months, smearing the tables. And as you sit down at it, you can see the track lines of the cloth. And you think, uh, I say to myself, does it matter? Because they say if you're too clean when you're little, you open up to all sorts of infections. You haven't learned, your body hasn't learned to mm. deal with these things. Does it matter? Is it because we're just living in this pseudo world? Human beings are living in places where we're not supposed to be. And now we're just going over the top about cleanliness. There's clean and there's kill every bacteria, which probably isn't healthy. So there's three siblings in my family. Mm -hmm. I have an older brother. Mm -hmm. I'm the middle child, for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> there always has to be one. Not, yeah. And then I have a younger brother. My older brother and myself are very, very OCD on cleanliness, a little bit germaphobic. We do a lot of cleaning. My younger brother could literally live in a pigsty and would be happy as Larry. My mum was not house proud <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. You could have planted things in the dust on the top of the units in our house growing up. We had something called dog-friendly carpet, which basically means it's brown, so you can't see the dirt in it. We probably had stronger immune systems for it, but it has meant that my older brother and myself are very like, I need to have a clean house. My younger brother obviously didn't get the memo and is quite happy. <laughs> living, in <laughs> living in squalor. Muck. I think I can accept all of the human beings. Do any of them really know what that healthy cleanliness is. You like the idea of killing 99.9% .9 of everything and you're hoping they've made a mistake and it's actually 100%. Get rid of every little thing. Mm. But that could actually do harm, as found by the guy, the Australian guy, who drank his own solution to stop ulcers, remember? No. People used to drink lots of things like milk of magnesia and goodness knows what. Yeah. And um, the ulcers that people had, it was found out that it was due to certain bacteria you killing them. Ah. So when he showed that there are such things as good bacteria, bacteria. like yakulty type of <clears throat> muck that you drink that tastes like... Well, I think his like... was more specialised. He thought no. it would work in several months and it worked in about two weeks. So well, what I wanted to say mm -hmm. on the whole sibling example is... We all have reasonably decent immune systems, right? We all grew up in, in a nice house that was very dirty and two of us are very cleanly conscious and the third one's a bit iffy. But out of all three of us, I've had the most amount of operations, but I have eaten the most amount of things off mystery vans at 3am in the morning. Okay. So I would be, out of the three of us, the person that was more likely to have had a rat burger at a kebab stand somewhere mm -hmm. versus the other three. So is that, I mean, just talking about that sort of side of things and the amount of bacteria that we ingest, yeah. 
I've had to give up the kebab vans now, you know, I'm a respectable person. But I probably have eaten more dodgy food over yeah. the years than I have, and I've lost half my body parts to surgical manoeuvres, which are yeah. probably now back on kebab vans on the side of the A3 somewhere now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've given up kebab from now. <laughs> Did you want a spleen kebab? Or a <laughs> I think it's just a puzzle of... Um, that we don't really know what we're doing, so our instinct is to kill it. Mm. You know? But then humans are, are like that anyway. If we're not sure about it, it's probably best just to wipe it out. So if I turn the question around, there are lots of people who say, I like a clean home. And there are people, as you've described, your younger brother, who isn't bothered about it. But is there anyone who actually says, I like a dirty home? Oh, have you not seen Hoarders from Hell? On Channel 5. Yeah, but do they consciously want a dirty home? I, I mean, don't we... know, but it's disgusting. Really? And some of the stuff that they find, I mean, it's the stuff of nightmares. I think I watch that type of programme because it's a little bit like mental torture for me. It's like a horror film for me mentally. You know, people that stack stuff in boxes and they come into the house and they say, when was the last time you saw the back of your sitting room? And they go, 1984. <laughs> and you go, like, oh my God. And then they say, I do know we had mice at one point. And you'll go, oh my God, even the mice have died living in that hovel. <laughs> the mice wouldn't live there. <laughs> no, they've moved out. Have you got rats? Don't know. I hear something at night, they say. Jill's auntie, who lived in America. Auntie or auntie? Um, Jill is auntie or Jill has an auntie? Well, it's not AR, so it's not auntie. <laughs> I suppose if uh, Australia is AU, Australia, I suppose it would be auntie, auntie, auntie. Yeah. In the north, it would be A-N-T-Y, perhaps. So, uh, auntie. You know, auntie. Mm. It's not spelled like that, but pronounced A-N-T-Y. So, auntie, auntie, auntie. Auntie. <laughs> Which sounds like... So Jill has an auntie. Jill has, yeah, Jill has an American auntie. When she visited here, she saw the silver birch and said... As in the tree? She's, yeah, and uh, said... Just in case you've named another part of your house silver birch. No, no, no. Or no, yourself, no. People even. People do, don't they? <laughs> I've forgotten that, yeah. I oh, know, that's silver fox, I'm sorry. <laughs> silver. Anyway, the silver birch out in the drive, the tree. Yes. She said, oh. I said, what's wrong? She said, those, those. I said, what's, what's wrong with them? <laughs> Trees. Said, They're dirty. What trees are dirty? Dirty. And I said, what do you mean? She said, ah, oh. she said, we've got one. I'm, well, our neighbour's got one on the drive. It drops leaves, it drops twigs at the wrong time of year, it has sap. They're just terrible. They're so dirty. And I thought, wow. So people's concept of what's not clean, i.e. dirty, yeah. will apparently include nature. Sad, though, that so few trees that that stands out for her as being an inconvenience. Yeah. That's weird. I wouldn't have said a tree was dirty. No, but I'm thinking if you could possibly imagine yourself shrinking down to the size of a tiny little bacteria and forming a friendship. I know this is... <laughs> stick with me. <laughs> this is another point in the podcast, dear listener, where we concern ourselves with the medication ratio of grapes intake for the day. So you've made friends with this bacteria and it explains how those humans are just wanting to kill, kill, kill and that they're not dirty. <laughs> the fact the little bacteria is explaining this, <laughs> yeah. given that bacteria don't typically have mouths. I mean, I know Disney have probably done a movie on this because <laughs> there's rabbits and sweet things and there's bugs where always are under threat <laughs> from other things wanting to kill and mob up. But it seems to be around humans, we just want to kill without knowing. There's no cleaning product that says kills all of the 
deadly and harmful to you bacteria, although actually they're really useful in other parts of the world where without them the whole of mankind would die, so we better mm. not kill them there. But in your kitchen, we'll kill them. If it said something like kills 53.28% of all bacteria because we've targeted the bad ones and we leave the good ones, people would still go for the... Nah, but you still wouldn't be taking a Dettol wipe to a silver birch, would you? Personally, no. You wouldn't be scrubbing a willow. No, because I've only got pink marigold gloves and I'd be embarrassed that my neighbours would talk about me. But perhaps at midnight... <laughs> he's out again. In Jeff, fact... Jeff, you're going to have to speak to them. I can see his marigolds in the moonlight from here. In fact, we will be missing a week on this podcast because I'm in court for that very <laughs> sad offence. <laughs> I will explain. I will explain why I was up a ladder... <laughs> In me pink marigolds at midnight. Scrubbing a tree. <laughs> Scrubbing a tree. That was me. <laughs> Sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, though. I think people's idea of cleanliness is different. And what's acceptable in one house is not necessarily acceptable in another. And it's only when you get to an age where you're adults and you start to go to different people's houses and you find they live in a different way to the way that you do. And what's interesting is when your children go to their houses as well and then you get in the car on the way home and the child wakes up and starts talking trash about this person's <laughs> house. Oh, my God. Did you see the amount of food down the side of their hob? That yeah. is genuinely what my daughter said one day when we came back from somebody's house. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. You've just made me think about what about cars? I once said to a chap, oh, our car is just in a terrible state. And he sent me a photograph of their car, which made our car look immaculate. Did it have loads of containers in the footwells? Containers and empty crisp bags. I can't cope with all that. This. See, that sends, my, that sends my neuroses off, my OCD. So I can't physically have any form of rubbish in my car. I have to take everything out. I don't like yeah. people eating in my car. Okay. I will eat in my car if I really, really have to, but I would rather no one ate in my car. I hate that when you get into people's cars, especially when they've got little kids, and the back seat looks like a smeared buffet mm. of biscuits, crisps, well, you can't really identify the rest of it, and then you've got to sit in the back of the car because you're, you know, getting a lift somewhere, and you're just thinking, oh, my back is just going to be covered in our what's-its. Yeah. Or worse, or chocolate or something. Well, you can't yeah. tell if it's chocolate. You're no, always you hoping can't. it's chocolate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never sure. I always am. Yeah. There's a difference, though, between cleanliness and tidiness, and they're often confused too. So that if someone comes around to clean your house, you... You do know them or paint them. Well, it's a neighbour, I think. You know, Wouldn't you but, love that if you had a friend that had some sort of condition yeah, where they had to I come would. and clean? Yeah. I'd be like... Yeah. Don't be like the I've best I've cleaned my house, I need, I, I need another house yeah, to clean. I need another fix, can I come <laughs> yeah, round? Yeah. I'll do your windows, I'll do your windows. Yeah. <laughs> and all of your friends are paying you, introduce them to me, <laughs> yeah. I want to know this person. <laughs> like a robot cleaner, except a humanoid. <laughs> yeah, we would love that person. Sadly, no. I don't know any. But when they come round, they're cleaning. If you gave somebody a glass of water, glass, not glass, mm. not gloss. <laughs> <Anti. Gloss. laughs> if you gave someone and say it had that smear of chocolate down the side, everyone would probably say, I'm not really thirsty, thank you. Yes. Because that's dirty. Or a foggy, yeah, but you get a foggy glass from a dishwasher, yeah. which doesn't necessarily mean it's dirty, it just means it's been through the dishwasher, because glass doesn't go through the dishwasher, mm -hmm. people. 
No. This is breaking news. Yeah. You don't put decent glasses or even glasses you like through the dishwasher because yeah. five runs through, they will look like the dog has licked all sides of it for the rest of eternity. That's right. It's salt. It's not it's nice. Not the salt Can I tell you a little story? Okay. So I used to have a Nissan Micra when I was at university and I managed to get nine people in that Nissan Micra one day and uh, I was sober but the rest of the, the, the crew, shall we say, were a little bit merry okay. and one of them was eating a Twix and they got Twix chocolate on the ceiling because there were so many of us in the car of the Nissan Micra. Every time after that I gave anyone a lift in my Micra you could see them looking at this brown mark on ceiling <laughs> and you could see their brain going if that's chocolate why would you wipe chocolate on the ceiling of your car if that's poo how do you get your bum that high <laughs> <up>? <laughs> yes <laughs> i once had a van which someone had got a plastic bottle of milk which mm. burst open <gasps> and went down into the sides of the van sort of like the, the crevices bits that you can't just get to at all um oh, about that stank it didn't stink immediately. But no, it takes a little bit of time, but then it gets weeks, right. A few weeks later, and after that, a few months. Oh! It was just You put the air conditioning on, on the, the heater on. In the summer months. In the summer months, you just go in and people go, what's that smell? And you'd try and say, oh, it's just milk. It's curdled milk, though. <laughs> it's vile. That is one of the things, that if you drop milk in your car, You've got to. your car is never the same again. But what about these, um, when you buy a new car, hmm. they'll give you all these coatings to make sure that the car will be um, forever clean. Yeah. But they don't necessarily work. And you've got the feeling that if you did get something on it that you couldn't get off, let's say like a Twix bar, you'd take it... I promise it... you it was a Twix. Yeah. Even <laughs> I can't do a headstand in the car. <laughs> but if, if you went back to the garage and said, I can't get this stain off the seat, you feel you, there's going to be a row. Like, well, why did you get the stain on there they anyway? They can't Even do if... anything after that. So I've got cream seats in my car, which look Gorgeous, Graham. Mm. I mean, gorgeous. Have you got but the coating on them? I've got the coating on them, okay. but I wear jeans like a lot of normal people. Uh -huh. So what happens is every time you slide your ample backside across your cream seats, you basically create one section that becomes navy blue. And there's nothing you can do. You can take it off a little bit. I've had two lots of cream seats and they've done the same thing. Again, this is mankind going wrong, in my view. Why, when you slide your ample backside across. Why don't you end up with your jeans that have gone cream? Yes, agreed. Why is it not the reverse? So Why, why is... do I not look like I've got a go faster stripe across each cheek? Yeah. Why does it look like I've just dragged, and it's never across the whole seat. It's just like one portion. Mm. Like sounds one like little a... bit of the seat goes like navy. A manufacturing problem. Well, maybe. I've had it with Volvo and Mercedes. Well, perhaps we should just all wear the same fabrics with the equal colour transfer properties. No, I properties. couldn't do that because knowing the young of today, it would be tracksuit bottoms and no one should be seen in tracksuit bottoms during the day. Really? No, just wrong. <laughs> no one looks good in tracksuit bottoms. Well, that's a relief to me because when I had my pink marigolds on midnight up the ladder... You, <laughs> you both... didn't have your trackies on. <laughs> well, it's, you just said it was fine. What did you, you said finish during with? The day... What did you finish with? Crocs on the bottom? <laughs> no, it was my, my rabbit slippers. <laughs> <laughs> Not rabbit skin, I rush to say. They just looked like rabbits. Yeah, I like the fact that you can just pull the ear and they come off so conveniently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I've got this brilliant picture now of you with oversized rabbit slippers, but not like cuddly rabbits, rabbits in the headlights type of faces <laughs> on the front of them. Well, indeed. Or if somebody comes... <laughs> Tracksuit bottoms, juicy couture written <laughs> or, on your backside. Or if your partner comes round with an ultraviolet light shining them, the <laughs> rabbit will warn me they're coming to get down the ladder and <laughs> pack away my marigolds and hop inside. <laughs> <laughs> We're very odd people, <laughs> aren't we? But you know what? We smell nice. This podcast is brought to you by Media Music in association with Mac Entertainment.